Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Aster. Hi, Ali. We are being commemorated in cards yet again. I know. <laughs> I, I feel very, very special to be commemorated because you were already commemorated in a card. So... Well, and then we both were commemorated in Jamie's upcoming Pocket of Peers cards, which we'll be talking with her about in a, a few months. Next month next at month, some point? I think next month, yes. Before her Kickstarter. But our dear, dear friend Claire from Black in the Moon just released some expansion packs for Memento Mori. And both of us have cards in the Ancestor yes. and Advisor yeah. deck with our names on them. Yeah. Ah! Which is makes it easier because your last name is no longer a well-guarded oh, secret. I know, but now it's like, which card, which last name is my last name? Can you guess? Oh, that's true. No one knows. but People really will cool. be able to figure it out pretty quickly probably, if they pre-order the book. Probably. <laughs> you just look on Amazon and cross-reference, you'll find it. It's fine. <laughs> but it's so exciting. And also, the cool thing about, I, this is not a plug, sorry, but Claire, you know, we love you and we're going to talk about you no matter what. Yeah. And she's blushing if she's listening to this. The expansion packs are super cool to me because they're like limited edition. So yes. they feel like super exciting. Like yes. you only have, a, I think on her website, she says to not expect them to ever be available. Yeah. After the pre-order period. Yeah. And since we're such huge fans of Memento Mori, I literally have like four copies of this freaking deck in my house. <laughs> it's just so exciting to have the expansion pack option. And I, I just love the idea of having like, themed ones like the the vampire hunter one that she's thinking about yes. is so cool yes 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 <gasps> it's, it's so just cool. so exciting and we're gonna have to talk her into putting our names on every single one of i mean i decks. think there's a theme that's emerging and the theme is us in her cards <laughs> the theme is we forced our way into her life and now demand and commemoration now and every piece of her work. in her cards <laughs> Every single day. We that started comes out. just by being like, we're a huge fan of Black and the Moon. Then we were like, hey, can do you want to talk to us on the podcast? And then we're like, okay, now we're in a group chat and we talk all day, every day. And also you have to put us in every single one of your decks now from now on. But but like what she gets in return is like our love and admiration till the end of time. So good trade. And also I think. I think that it's a good example of how most of my friendships work. This is I'm true. constantly forcing quieter people to be my friends. <laughs> You and Rachel are do this. You weasel your way into our lives, our introverted yeah. lives, and make sure you yeah. stay there forever. It's a little hard. I still, one of my friends from high school, Shannon, would she would always be like, thank you for forcing me to be your friend. <laughs> like, you're welcome. You're I'd welcome. do it again in a heartbeat. Always. Always here for you. <laughs> I'm happy to make friends this way. I'm using Morgan Greer today. Oh, that's fun. And the card of the day is the Page of Cups. I do like this Page of Cups. It better not mean I'm pregnant, yeah. but it's Page of Cups. Okay. <laughs> you need to get that association out of your head so it doesn't freak you out every it's, time. It's, it's not my fault. I've got to say, it's not my fault. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens. It just happens. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm excited to talk about our deck of the week this week because both of us were so reluctant to classify ourselves as sacred creators. Yep. And then when we got the deck, we were like, oh, oh. this is actually fantastic. Yeah, it's meaningful. So, so I'm excited to talk about Me it. Too. And the mass market version is really cool. Okay, cool, cool. But we have questions to get through first. Yes, I know you're do. just avoiding it because one of them is about you specifically, but we can do the non-you specific non question first okay. and then talk about you. Good. Because that's what I really <laughs> want is a podcast to talk about me. It's like my worst yeah. nightmare. Esther just loves sharing very personal and vulnerable things publicly. <laughs> so this is a dream come true. Dream come true. Trim Cry <laughs> podcast, just as long as I wasn't murdered, I guess I should be thankful that this isn't like a investigative report on my murder. <laughs> But at the same time, it's not my fave. But we'll get through it. I fine. just finished listening to a podcast that was, it was not murdery, but it was very investigative and was super, super cool Ooh. called Chameleon. And it's about this uh, Hollywood, uh, not really because he doesn't live in Hollywood, but this Hollywood scammer 
that basically would convince all of these sort of like lower level uh, Hollywood types, like trainers and makeup artists and stuff like that to go to Indonesia. And they would only get scammed out of like a couple thousand dollars. And all of them thought they were just like working on a movie project that didn't end up going anywhere. Uh And then throughout the investigation, they find out that this person scammed like thousands of people. So even though the amounts were all relatively small, small, right. He ended up just getting so much out of the scam because he did it at such high volume. And the crazy thing is that it started, they do all this investigation. And then by the end of the 10 episodes, which is kind of done in kind of almost like live style, like it doesn't feel like advanced research Uh by the end, the scammer gets arrested. Oh, wow. That's like so it's really like nice. super that's a, fulfilling. That's a good long con though. Like just little bits of money here and there. Oh yeah. He's that's been doing really it good. for like 12 years wow. too. Like it was wild. And he was impersonating all these actual Hollywood executives. And he was like doing, he was able to do like 15 unique voices of like any gender. So he was like, it was just, oh my gosh. it's such a wild story uh-huh. and it impacted so many people so I just couldn't get enough of it. Okay. I highly, highly recommend okay, okay. it. And I love that investigation. I love investigative podcasts yes. anyway, like more so even than just like generic true crime, mm-hmm. like recap podcasts. Yeah. I love some good investigating. And this one is so good because scams are also just, it's just so love, good. love a scam. I love a good scam. Love a scam. I do too. I guess I should tell you what the title actually is. It I was, think it's just called Chameleon. The Chameleon. I, I think it was called the Con Queen. Chameleon Hollywood. Yeah, Con yeah, yeah. Queen. Chameleon Hollywood Con Queen. Yeah. Because I, while you were doing that, I was typing it in my podcast uh, app. So. It's just really good. Okay. It's really, really good. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is an Esther investigation podcast. But first, it will be a Kyle investigation yes. podcast. And then we will investigate <laughs> Esther. <laughs> Okay, so this question is from Kyle, and he asks, I've been struggling lately because I need to look for a new job. My husband and I bought our first home last year, which relocated me further from work. The salary at my current job is not cutting it for the time committed to it, so I have to set my focus on finding a new one that pays me better and hopefully is closer to home. But, and the reason I ask my question is, I honestly have no motivation to find a new one. I really like my current job, even though it doesn't pay me enough. I also have a lot of anxiety about changing jobs and starting all over again. If you could pull some cards about getting over my blockages, advice, and directions in which I can focus. Thank you. That's a tricky situation to find yourself in, though. Liking your job, but just not being able to manage it because of the time commitment. Time commitment. And lack of pay. And lack of pay. Oh. But I do think, like, since you know that you can't do it anymore, even if you're having anxiety about starting something new maybe starting with blockages would be right yeah i think blockage so blockages for kyle what did you get because i got the eight of swords oh (laughs) (laughs) i got the ace of rods and the six of cups which to me immediately said it's your blockage is starting something new because this is so well known to you like you know this really well (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the eight of swords is just not helpful because it's literally saying that you're like stuck standing still. Yeah. I guess the beauty of the eight of swords is that you do have, you have untapped power in an eight of swords situation. You can just remove your blindfold and walk through the swords. It doesn't have to be something that you're like trapped in. But I do think that the nostalgia part that Esther's six of cups brought up is like a huge factor and not Mm -hmm. being able to sort of like embark on something new just because it's easier and safer to stay in this sort of more nostalgic, like safe place. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How can you break through the blockage? Breaking through the blockage. Okay. I got the fool and the wheel of fortune. Oh, and my cards are falling everywhere. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I got... The Knight of Rods. Lots of two rods here for yeah, me. Yeah, that's two. You've got the, because you got the Ace. Page? Ace, oh, oh, Ace. Ace of Rods for the first, and then Knight of Rods here. So Knight of Rods, the Fool, and the Wheel of Fortune. Maybe we need to pivot the questions to directions to focus on, because I do feel like this is sort of like just embarking, being yeah. the key, like strongly embarking on this path. I think the Wheel of Fortune is maybe encouraging you to remember that like there's going to be some stuff that you can't control in this situation, but you still need to 
start going down the pathway towards finding right. something new. Yeah. Cause for me, the, the Knight of rods and the fool are very much similar or they're just like, just, just walk forward and do it. You ha- don't think yeah. about it too hard. Just walk forward and do it. Yeah. It's way more action oriented than like planning focus. Right. Right. So just leaving almost feels like kind of the way to go Get through the blockage. in some ways with Just those maybe cards. let's like, st- you know, t- start taking those steps forward to leave is kind of the key yeah. to get over the block. Like taking that step out of those eight of swords. Yeah, totally. Let's pull for directions to focus on then, because I do think that there's like a lot of action energy that needs to be like directed and pointed somewhere. Somewhere, exactly. <laughs> needs to have a little bit of focus. Okay. Otherwise it'll just be a like self-emolition situation. <laughs> Spontaneous human combustion. My worst fear as a child. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mine was was um, not potholes, um, sinkholes. So sinkhole, because <laughs> you don't know when the earth can just like eat you up. You don't know, swallow you up. Seriously, I just saw a TikTok that was like, uh, I what? I think it's based on a tweet also, but like I was expecting to have to deal with being caught, like catching myself on fire a lot more than I've ended up having to deal with. And then it's like, but I also thought that adults knew what their shit like knew how to get their shit together. So I'm just trying to imagine an adulthood where. I have my shit fully together, but I'm also constantly accidentally <laughs> catching myself on fire. Like, how are both of those things happening? I know. I've always thought about, um, like, quicksand. I thought quicksand was going to be much more of a problem in my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> you never see quicksand anywhere. We know how to deal with it, though. You stop, stop. struggling and try to lay flat. That's how yeah. you get out of quicksand. Why do we have to know this? We're not like tracing like you. I know. Like you live in the middle of you grew up in the middle of Tennessee. I know. Where are you running across quicksand? My gosh. Apparently I thought it was everywhere, so no. I know. They didn't tell us where it was, just, just how, to, how escape to escape it. It. <laughs> it was in all the TV shows and movies as like a potential danger in the outdoors. Oh man, always, always. All right, so a direction for Kyle to sort of exert some of that fool and knight of wands energy in. Oh, well, okay, well. (laughs) What? I got the eight of swords. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got the six of swords. Okay, and then I also accidentally also pulled the four of swords and the six of pentacles, so... Oh my god, girl. <laughs> Basically, it's it's going to be a lot easier than what you expect, I think. Yeah. You're going to have that financial yeah. benefit of others sharing with you probably more than what you expect and being gratuitous and generous with you. Gratuitous? Whatever. Yeah. And then the four of swords, is, it's going to be a much easier transition than you expect because your mind is yeah me, way less frantic. Because to me, like especially with the eight of swords and four of swords, it's like your mind is making something up that's not real. And the four of swords is the actual reality of what's going to happen. Well, and especially with the six of swords also, it's like the six of swords energy is about kind of like deciding to leave. Yeah. Like you're not being forced. You're just sort of like deciding to go on to better things. Yes. Yes. For yourself and for your family. Because that's to me, it's like the six of swords has their family unit in there with them, it seems like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I lo- So my favorite six of swords has to be the one from Druidcraft, yeah. where it's f- like f- where you see their faces rather than their backs. Mm-hmm. And it feels so empowering to be like, we're leaving. Like, we're yeah. making this decision. We're going to do this. And I just really love that. And so I think that like... You're totally right, Esther. The idea of it being something that where you're leaving, but there's like family support there Mm -hmm. might make it easier than you might think it is to sort of move forward in some ways. Oh, man. Stressful. I know. Changing drops is so stressful. (laughs) That's why Esther keeps avoiding it. Uh, You know, I'm trying and not trying (laughs) at the same time. Feeling a little bit called out. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. We're not going to talk about this. We're just going to end the question and move on to me. <laughs> okay. Kyle, good luck, though. I think that, like, it's hard because this question is actually pretty new. So I don't think that you've embarked on this already. Right. Um, but just thinking about, like, like putting one foot in front of the other, yes. like, taking action rather than trying to plan for all options mm-hmm. is going to be the thing that, like, allows you to make this move rather than just 
feeling like you need to plan everything ahead of time. Yeah. Because the interesting thing is that we got so many swords, but none of them are like stationary. No. Like none of them are like thoughtfulness. Like all of the court cards and the ace were wands. Mm-hmm. So the action is part of it. And then right. the swords are all sort of like components of it. But I think that it's more of the thoughtfulness that will come from action rather than thinking about things all the way through before taking any action at all. Right. Right. This is not like something that's not well thought out and that's not logical. This is something where there needs to be action taken and also like a realization or recognition that a lot of these thoughts that are keeping you from moving forward are just self-imposed thoughts. And it's not as big and as um, scary as what you're thinking it is right now. Yeah. Good luck, Kyle. Yes. Good luck. Good luck, Kyle. All right, Esther, it's your turn. Okay. Esther, we need to get you a new house. Yes, we do. That is my 2021 goal is a new house. So what do you want to ask specifically? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. This is like a live reading as for our listeners to get a uh, feel for how this is supposed to go or not go. (laughs) Esther doesn't know what to ask. Yeah. So, okay. I guess the thing is, is that with any sort of like planning situation, next steps are always going to kind of be helpful. Right. But I also think that like you, because there are so many things that you, we already know that you don't really have much control over, like lease stuff, the mold situation, your landlord's like not showing up to do anything about it. There's like kind of an added component of like timeliness to this so that you can get into a safer environment without all the mold problems and that has space for all of your beloved pets. Right. Yes. It's kind of like I'm wanting to see what sort of hope there is in me wanting something this year. Does that make sense? It's Mm. not, if it doesn't happen this year, at least I can mentally prepare for that, I guess. But I'd like to have for it. Like that's my goal for this year is for us to find a place for us to feel settled. And then next year kind of transition out of my current job if I can, because, yes, (laughs) because like, so what if we did, you need, you need all of those changes. Yeah. yeah, I need all these changes to happen, but it has to be like a step-by-step plan. And the house seems like the best one first, because like when you get into financials for, you know, loans and things, it's better that I have like a stable job on my record instead of being like, Oh, you're a freelancer. What does that mean? You know, like, yeah, seriously, no (laughs) kidding. And also the house stuff is something that will damage you physically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. With the mold situation. Yes. So maybe doing like a three month, six month year energy test for house hunting okay. would be a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe like how sort of like what to expect and then also how to move forward in the process for three months, for six months and for a year. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you want me to pull cards with you or do you want to pull cards? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's have us both pull cards. Okay. So first will be three months then. Yeah. And we'll do energy surrounding the house hunt process and then also sort of like what you can do to advance it. Okay. Huh. What did you get? Okay. I got for energy surrounding the, the finding process is the eight of wands. And I got the four of wands. This is going to happen sooner than we think. Because the energy that I got for you to like move forward is also the empress. I got justice for energy moving. Okay. So justice and the empress. Dude, I think you're going to have to fight these landlords. (laughs) But you'll be victorious. You got that four of wands. Yeah. And the eight of wands is about moving fast. Like it's pushing you in a situation where you have to like kind of go through official channels. But yeah. I think that that kind of makes sense given the environmental impact of the mold situation that they won't take care of. Yeah. Or something's going to open really fast and it's going to force me to like do empressy sort of like all this legal work to get legal. The yeah. The combination of justice and empress may, especially knowing you and like your ability to do legal research. <laughs> like it's in like really really impressive ways considering that's not your background at all all. (laughs) I feel like in the next three months it's going to be something where you have to do some legal research and you have to like kind of create and find I guess find ways of 
pushing your own creative, like thinking, creative mm-hmm. thought process, creative way of utilizing research and utilizing the law to sort of like force something to happen. Like yeah. you're putting it out in the world, like forcing it out with that empress to okay. me. Okay. Paired with, with judge or with justice. justice. Yeah. Okay. But I think it'll be successful because of the four of wands and eight of wands being like, this has to be fat. You're going to have to move fast yeah. and it's going to be something that is going to feel good, especially with the four of wands being like, so homecoming right. in some ways and like celebratory. It just feels like it'll be successful. So let's try six months too. And okay. Six happens. months. Okay. Don't don't hurl. <laughs> I'm just like just Esther. You can edit this tomorrow and just skip this whole part. It's gonna be perfect. You don't have to listen to it all over again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I think the next six months is when it's gonna happen. There's gonna be stuff that you have to figure out and research in the next three months. But okay. for six months, the energy surrounding it, I got the five of swords, mm-hmm. and then how to keep moving forward, the sun. Okay. And for the energy of the next six months, I got the page of swords yeah, and the moon. <laughs> oh, sun and moon. That's kind of beautiful. Very, it is very much like getting a house where you're so hopeful, but also like very angsty. There's so much you don't know. Exactly. Right. The house buying process, the house hunting process in general, even if you're renting, but also house buying process is like, there's so much that we just can't know because there's right. so many moving parts that we have nothing to do with. And so the sun is like the excitement and joy and the moon is kind of the anxiety surrounding the actual process of everything itself. Right. But I think that the page and the five of swords is really being like, like you are going to be taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to be moving forward really quickly and kind of like, like, slicing through things that get in your way in some ways and it's going to be self-serving, which is good and needed (laughs) in situations like this. Um, but yeah, it'll all, there will also be some of that anxiety. And so I think the page of swords also makes a lot of sense and as a house hunting sort of thing, because you know that there's so much information you don't know. Mm -hmm. So paired with the moon, it's like, both the empowerment of the five of swords and also being a page. So you're sort of starting on this journey, but also the anxiety of being really new to it. And also having the moon is kind of like, you'll have to really cling to the idea that you're doing this out of Mm self-preservation and optimism rather than just like reacting out of fear and like, stress right like you'll have to keep the optimism and excitement alive so that the moving forward can happen still too yeah and i'm encouraged seeing the page of swords because that's always my like indicator of like a new exploration and like a new collecting of information i guess like something new i'm having to research or whatever so to me that's like i'm always encouraged when that comes up because it's like, oh, it's a new avenue to explore and like research yeah. deeply and intensely about. So, but I don't even know if researching it intensely is something that you should try to do before. No, like, before this feels now. like yeah. simultaneously with the moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because of the five of swords. Like, you just have to keep remembering that this is for your benefit, mm-hmm. and, and don't then like you can back make. down because I'm, I'm yeah. like. No, I don't want to. Don't back down because you feel confrontation. Like I don't like yeah. confrontation. Keep pushing harder. Yeah, this is true. Nobody likes, con- well, I guess some people some really people like, like confrontation, but. <laughs> Scorpios, we know. <laughs> yeah. I like the moon and the sun and that. Yeah, me too. A lot too. Like the way to push it forward is just to say this is scary, but also exciting. Well, in the sun with the four of wands, that both of those energies kind of like making that, those moments more exciting than they would be otherwise. Yeah. And more yeah. encouraging and things though. So. Which is also nice because you haven't had the easiest time of house hunting before. There's always been stuff that's come up and made it not exciting and just stressful. Yes. So maybe like reminding yourself to keep the excitement there will also help. That this is a better place for us that we're moving to. Somewhere happy for all of us. Including dogs. Included. (laughs) Animals most importantly. Okay. And then in a year. Dang. Seven of swords. Just a seven of swords? Seven of Swords and the Knight of Cups. Okay. That's okay. And I got the King of Rods and the Three of Rods. 
Okay. So I think that you'll, I mean, I feel like you'll already be planning for the next thing by a year from now. Like the house stuff will be figured out before. Yeah. I think, yeah. To me, this is like planning for the far future, like job stuff. Yeah. Makes any yeah, sense. totally. Like within a year, it'll be yeah even more sort of like focused on, because I guess the transformation from a five of swords, which is the card that's like representing the experience in the next six months mm -hmm. to the seven of swords in the year. It's almost like you have to amplify how much you're sort of taking care of your own self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the house stuff felt so accurate for the six months. And then the year is like sort of moving forward in other ways too. Right. And I so because the Knight of cups is what I got for like pushing it further for, sorry, pushing it further Forward, farther for forward. I don't know. Farther forward, pushing it more forward, <laughs> pushing it further or farther forward. Who knows? Anyway, uh, but I like the Knight of Cups there because then it's kind of like I feel like a new job could feel like that because mm -hmm. of the emotional, like, issues that happen in your current job with having like kind of an abusive boss. It's right. like the Knight of Cups and the moving forward, but in, in a more like emotionally aware way. Yes. Feels like relevant for the professional stuff. Yeah. More. Yeah. I agree. What did you get for it? Uh, I had just gotten the three of wands and the king of uh, rods. Oh, right. So right, 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 king right, of wands. Right. So to me, like the queen of wands is my significant signifier. So to me, the uh -huh. king of rods is that sort of like I've, I don't want to say like I've leveled up because they're all the same, but it's more of just like I've come into my own in a different way through yeah. this experience and now I'm planning further in the future. Yeah. More outward strength and leadership. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. Uh, we'll see. I'll let you know and keep you updated. You'll know I will. Yeah. 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 We'll just have to keep the listener updated That's true. too. That's true. <laughs> It'll be good, I but so. I do think that it's going to be stressful first. Yeah, and then definitely. Good. I think so. But what else is new? You would love to do the research. I know. I'm trying. Like, <laughs> do I just need to start printing out house listings and posting them everywhere? Like, hi. That's a good idea. Hey, babe. Here's, the, here's like... one with the yard. With for the doggies. Because <laughs> he knows that I want a yard for the dogs. So. so, dear listener, thank you for helping me manifest a house this year. Yeah. Let's all work on manifesting Esther a house this year. In the next six months, six even. Six months. Please. <laughs> thank you. And I love you very much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, time to give some shout outs to some Patreon supporters. Yay. I'm excited. Also aligned with finding Esther in the house. This Patreon is true. Support. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. No idea. Any dollar helps. Um, but we love our Patreon supporters. They are so wonderful. They help with not only sort of like aiding in situations <laughs> like we've been under for the last few months. Esther's been the only breadwinner in her household for the last couple of months. So any dollar that we can put towards podcast stuff comes from you all. Patreon. Yeah. So thank yeah, you so much awesome. for that. Yes, exactly. And we have two new Patreon supporters to give a shout out to this month. And I will let you go first, Esther, because the second name, I'm not really sure. How I, to I think the I second name familiar. is, as I figured it out, the Dolly Lala, the, the, the Dolly Lala, I think is what it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Okay. So Daniela, your card is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The devil. Oh, the devil. We talked about this in our book. <laughs> yeah, we do talk about that card in the book. I love it. Yeah, me Satanic too. panic devil. Yeah. Oh my God. I just pulled the devil too. Oh my gosh. Literally. <laughs> Look. All right, cards. I love it. Okay. Okay. For the Dolly Lala, <laughs> which made me laugh. That Great is really name. funny. It's not spelled like the Dolly Lama in any way. Like Dolly isn't no, and Lala isn't. It isn't. For the Dolly Lala. We could be mispronouncing it that too. I got the nine of coins. Ooh. At first I thought it was like Theodosia. I was like, oh, yeah. the Dolly Lala. <laughs> I know. I mean too. And I was, but then I was like, wait, these are different words. If you look at them separately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have an ancestor whose name is Theophilus. And so whenever I see a T-H-E, I just want to turn it into a Greek name. name. <laughs> yeah. He's not even Greek. That guy oh, was really? just fully American. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Greek side of the family didn't have any Theos. 
Anyway, uh, and our only announcement is that you can still pre-order. Oh, also, I guess this is a better announcement, and it'll force me to actually do it. Okay. We created an affiliate link with bookshop.org to replace our affiliate link with Amazon. So we are working on transitioning our little shop where you can find all the decks and books that we've talked about on the podcast from Amazon to bookshop.org. So... That is a way to support indie bookshops and also kind of continue to try to break the yoke of Amazon in some ways. Um, So you can, our book is not available for pre-order there yet, but you can go there to find all of our stuff if you'd like to use our affiliate link to purchase any of the decks or books that we've talked about. Yeah. And if you want to, and you look and see that we have not gotten to the point where that deck or book has been added, just shoot us an email and I'll add it right away. Yeah. And you can do it that way because we have had like a hundred episodes. So yeah, it can be hard to keep track of everything we've talked about. Both decided to not use Amazon. So we just kind of dropped, I just kind of stopped. Yeah. Like we hadn't been updating Amazon because we weren't really pushing it. And now that we have this other way of doing it. Yeah. Um, we need to catch up. So if there's something specific that you were like, oh, I really want to buy this deck and I'd love to support Holly and Esther by like through doing it or by doing it through their affiliate link, just email us and we can set it up to include whatever you're interested in buying. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. So this week we were talking about the sacred creators Oracle from Chris Ann. Yay. And I don't even know if we talked about this on the podcast, but we had originally planned to do this deck like a year ago. Yeah, we had planned because I was like, we were like literally like, I'm like, we didn't do this deck, did we? Because I think the uh-uh. week we were going to do it, she announced that it was like over. We're like the day before. Yeah. The day before we were supposed to record our review of the indie version of this deck. Chris Ann announced that it had been picked up by Hay House for a mass market release. And we're like, ah, maybe we should wait. We'll wait. And we waited almost a year. <laughs> yeah, but it was worth it because it's really cool. It so is. the deck was originally a Kickstarter in 2016. It was picked up by Hay House last year. Um, it says several places that it's fully redesigned, but only a few of the cards have had name changes. Mm -hmm. So the book has been fully redesigned, but the cards are largely the same. There are some slight adjustments to the artwork, but, um, they're pretty similar. Um, and the publisher says about this deck, bring intuition, magic, and expansive potential into your life and your business with the 62 card Oracle deck that will help you plan your soul journey toward your big dream. Uh, and then it says completely updated and revised from its original Kickstarter edition. The original deck came with a very extensive book that is super, I love this book super, super so great. Much. Yeah. So the much. indie version has a much more abbreviated book, but it still is pretty comprehensive and a lot of the stuff remains similar. Mm-hmm. Like there are still really good journaling prompts and really good, you know, thought provoking moments in each section, but each card only gets two pages instead of three to four, like the original Kickstarter. Right. Did. Yeah. Um, but because Chris Ann is Chris Ann, she also developed a really extensive website that you can access through a link in order to see some additional resources for like the soulpreneur, which is a word that I fucking hate. Uh, <laughs> but that's my own personal stuff. I just can't say it without like eye rolling really hard. It feels very like, girl bossy but i know like the thing is that stuff gets watered down so much by capitalism right right. and so some of the components of what this deck is supposed to mean and does mean have been like co-opted i guess yeah co-opted and almost devalued Mm -hmm. by like people with less purely helpful spirits yes like chris ann is a really lovely giving person. Yes. And so when she uses those words, it doesn't feel fake to me. It feels really earnest and loving and like the truest sense of these, you know, word combinations. But then when it's other people, it feels less good. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. So then the publisher says, what's your soul creating? Uh, and this is a guide for dream chasers and magic makers seeking serendipity, magic, intuition, and expansive potential in everyday life or in business. Make your big sacred dream a reality with this completely revised and updated Hay House edition of the Sacred Creators Oracle. 
The messages you receive will guide you to take inspired action in your purpose-filled life as you map your soul's journey and plan your next creative project. The extra journal prompts for each card are fun, are a fun, simple way to rethink the challenges you encounter and inspire magic so your creator spirit will thrive. Again, a lot of those words are like traditionally big turnoffs for me. Right. So that's, I guess now we can talk about, like we have this podcast. Yes. Now it's expanded in other ways that we didn't anticipate, like writing the book and et cetera. And we still, with the podcasts, we're not really calling ourselves like a soul-based business because that's not what we, we, first of all, it took us a really long time to even admit to ourselves that this was a business. But it took a really long time for us to even sort of see this project of doing this podcast as anything other than just like, us doing a podcast. Right, right. This feels very much like a homegrown sort of thing where we're just right. two friends who chat with each other and yeah. we're not in this to have an entrepreneurial spirit. Like, you know, we only have decks because we know people will benefit from learning with them. They're not priced at a way where we make a profit, you know. Oh, our own decks. Yeah, yeah the Wildly decks. Tarot decks are like basically at cost right. in some ways. Like right. we are not making a lot of money from those at all, but you're totally right. Uh, I think it partially comes from the fact that we don't strategize. No, (laughs) anything we do is like by the seat of our pants, writing the book, seat of our pants, having decks and doing lists, doing a website. Anything is just be, it's in reaction to what people are asking for. Yeah, exactly. Which is not a great way to handle things, but it has been how we've handled things since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Our like reactionary methodology of podcasting has meant that in the last year, we've never planned more than one week in advance. Thankfully, we're trying to remedy that because it's really stressful to not plan ahead. Right. But part of that comes from the idea of like, this is something that we love doing because we like doing it, Mm -hmm. not because we're like trying to become personas in the community or whatever. So when reading, I think like honestly, what eventually got us to buy the deck is our love and appreciation of Chris Ann. Yes. And her messages about like doing what you love and being fairly compensated, but more so than that, just like how to fully express what you're trying to say in like a wholehearted way rather than a half-assed way. Right. So the reason we hadn't gotten it before is because we weren't really feeling that. And then as we grew to know Chris Ann's work, it felt like we understood what she was going for more. Mm -hmm. And that's what eventually led us to get it. Yeah. And it was sort of like we'd already had all of her other decks in our collection and we were like, okay, yeah. we have this last one, but we don't really feel like entrepreneurs. We were really, we're creative kind of people, but we're not like artists. We're not like business people. Would we really benefit from yeah. this deck? And I think Holly, we're just like educators with a podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I think <laughs> we were just like, well, let's get this deck because it's the last one and we love Chris Ann so much. So let's buy it and see what happens. And then when we like yeah. open the deck and we were like, Oh, this is actually a lot this more. Is actually great. Like it's a lot more meaningful than what we expected. Like one of the most deeply impactful for my journey last year was yeah. this deck and like empowerment yeah. and like realizing that my creative self is not just limited to, you know, editing a podcast or being a voice or yeah. like Instagram pictures. It's more of just like, it's a way of life or sort of Yeah, thing. totally. And I think that probably it's, it has ended up linking with our own personal goals so much because like we always try to end each reading with something action oriented. Every single card in this deck is action oriented Yeah, yeah. because it's about creating. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, like even stuff that's about accepting things still feels actiony because the whole deck is about sort of like finding ways to have output in some yeah. ways. So that's kind of our background with it. It's available where you can find any podcast or any podcast, any decks now, um, any bookstore, or whatever. It's a mass market deck. Hay House is one of the big, big Oracle creator or Oracle publishers. So um, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it. Anywhere the books are sold. Uh, And so that's awesome. It's like a totally affordable price point. So I think that's also one of the other things is that when you go for an indie deck that's about business, it's like, is spending 50 bucks on a deck the thing that's going to help me be a better business person? Right. 
And now it's like is spending 19 to $25 on a deck going to be something that I can get some meaning out of? And the answer to that is a lot easier to say yes to. Right, right. And I used, I just one more thing, I guess, about our background with it. I used it for a client year ahead reading last year. And when I was reading back over it, when I was doing that client's year ahead reading for this year, mm-hmm. I was like, this deck is perfect for that. Yeah. Like the person who I was doing the year ahead reading for has a photography business and being able to pull cards for somebody who's creative and doing creative things from a deck that's focused on helping creative people do more creative things. It just feels so like effective, I guess. Yeah. And I think this deck, what it does really well is it helps you realize the creativity within you because like both of us walked into it, like just thinking that we're just two people who have a podcast, two people who just kind of enjoy tarot and like kind of express that to the world essentially. And then you kind of look at the cards, you're like, Oh wait, I am a creative person in different ways than I expected. So even if you don't feel like you're that sort of creative type of person, don't put yourself in the box at all. This deck really helps you cultivate and like allows you to blossom from what your natural gifts and talents are beyond whatever is labeled like creative. Yeah, totally. Totally. Which is so cool. Yeah. Uh, so it is 67 cards. It's a semi-matte 350 GSM card stock in a rigid two-piece box. I love this style of box. It's super easy to get open. It feels really sturdy. Um, it has, this is like such a small nitpick, but sometimes rigid two-piece boxes don't have this like cut out on the side. So it's really impossible. If it's closed when it's empty, you Uh cannot open it. Right, right, right. Like I've seen a lot of rigid two piece boxes like that, but this doesn't have that, which is really nice. Um, it's the book is pretty extensive considering how much we know she had to cut out Mm -hmm. of the original book, uh, to get it, to be able to fit in the box, but it's really nice. It's still thick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like 200 and some odd pages. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. That's not true. 150, but still. <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically it, 200 pages. If you're around, yeah, up, exactly. It does still feel pretty extensive. Um, but yes. So one of the other things that I think we should maybe introduce when we're talking about Oracle decks is how it's organized, because mm-hmm. like we talked about, we've talked about this before. How sometimes with Oracle decks, it's impossible to find the card oh, to yeah. see what it says about the card. And in this deck, since it is so prompt oriented, you want to be looking in the book for each card if you can. I mean, I don't think it's necessary. I think the cards speak for themselves. But because the work that Chris Ann put into the book is so helpful, having all the cards numbered is really nice. Yes. And it's and it's the numbers are not like overwhelming on the card themselves, at least in my indie deck version. I don't know how much they changed in the mass market version, but they're very subtle. You don't have to like, yeah. it's not, it doesn't take away from it's, the artwork. I think the it's message. the same. Okay. It's yeah. Just same. a little dot at the bottom, yeah. but it like always match. Like it is designed to sort of integrate into the colors of yes. the card. So it doesn't feel super noticeable, but it also makes it a thousand times easier yes. to find. And stuff. it's not alphabetical. You could just go to a number and find that, you know, find that chapter and it's so nice. (laughs) Exactly. So we don't have any cultural components to talk about because there aren't any humans on any of the cards, literally just beautiful writing and watercolor, Mm -hmm. uh, which I guess leads to the colors used. So the colors, it is like sort of a combination of watercolor text and sacred geometry or geometric shapes. Yes. Um, and it feels really, exciting almost like the combination of watercolor and text is like a really beautiful typography. That's interesting. It's Chris Ann's handwriting. I hate it. But her handwriting is so beautiful. I'm like, I, I know Chrisanne, it's infuriating. You're perfect. I don't know how you're so perfect. Even your handwriting is perfect. <laughs> I need you to make a typeface immediately. I mean, could we fangirl for Chris Ann too much? I'm 100% sure she'll listen to this oh. and will feel so embarrassed to know that she's heard it, but she also has pulled off the like perfect hairstyle. She has like a just fully gray, beautiful hair. She's an incredible dancer. She has a really cute dog. She's a super good artist and an excellent interior designer. My like cute aggression <laughs> comes out 
with her all the time. <laughs> like I'm just, it's not that I'm physically like actually hate or I'm angry at her, but she's just so adorable and so perfect. My everything within my Leo self is like, I can't, it's so cute. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have that. Say- I have cute aggression for a lot of things, but not about this, but it makes, I think it's that Leo. pointing out Leo the part. Leo thing really is helpful to remember that. Yeah. To think about in that context. But yeah, she's just like, so I don't know. I just think that like this deck brings out a lot of those things that we like so much about her is that it's like incredibly appealing from both a content and an aesthetic perspective, which is a weird way to describe a person that you really (laughs) respect. But I think this kind of shows a lot of who she is as a person where the tarot decks show like the artistic talent and the way that her vision uh-huh. is. This is really how she speaks to other people and how she speaks to herself. And so right. I think that's totally. really, that's like, a really good way to phrase it. Because one of the things that we talked about when we reviewed the muse tarot is her beautiful writing. Yes. And so she has this like gorgeous way with words and this on this deck, that's the focus because it doesn't have the art as exactly. well. Yeah. And the watercolor is so pretty and so fun. Mm-hmm. And like it, it, is something that you see on other cards. So what sets this apart is her choice of what to include. Yes. Um, and the brightness and vibrancy of the colors and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that it's appropriate for all levels of readers. I love Oracle decks that have extensive like thought exercises yes. included in their books. Um, I, Esther and I have been talking off air about how we keep buying decks that aren't tarot decks because Esther has been buying so many Lenormand decks and I've been buying so many Oracle decks. And so we're like kind of experts in these areas. <laughs> we're branching we're out tarot more than tarot. Though. We're like, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I super, super love Oracle decks that have, like I want to spend time with an Oracle yes. deck. Yeah. With like with tarot decks, I still want to spend time with it, but I tend to like do a flowy reading where mm-hmm. I'm just like pulling card after card after card almost right. like even if there's some sort of structure but with an oracle deck i usually just want to do one mm-hmm. and spend some time with it and this is like a really perfect deck for that so yeah. even if you're like trying to figure out what creative expression you should be pursuing this is still a really approachable way to sort of be put in a situation where you can ask yourself those questions yeah and some of the cards also i believe if it's still there have like meditations on her website and other things yeah so like those are it's like really meaningful experiences like i had like a really big breakthrough through one of her meditations with one of the cards like it was and yeah there are guided meditations for a lot of them yeah so it's it's more than just a oracle deck with words there's actual meat behind it and i think that's kind of what makes makes a difference as well. You're not kind of like left to hang on your own without resources. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a really awesome thing to bring up. Okay. So let's talk about your favorite cards. Okay. I only have one WTF card. Oh, okay. I, I forgot that we had that section. So, <laughs> oh, it's just, I get, let's just talk about, I just, okay. there's only one I just want to talk about. Okay. Now. Sure. The only one that I'm a little bit what, to, what like WTF about is the prosperity sisters or happiness and joy one. And the only reason that that bugs me is because of that, like, Christian prosperity gospel stuff. Yeah. That I think the mindset of prosperity sisters being happiness and joy is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, like, to have prosperity, happiness, and joy has to be a part of your business model. Right. Which I do think is totally true. But the flip side of that, because of sort of like the toxic prosperity gospel stuff yeah. is that if you are not happy or not joyful, then you will not access prosperity. Yes. And so that kind of gave me like a little bit of a visceral reaction just because I've seen that toxic Christianity prosperity idea mm-hmm. bankrupt people yeah. and make fucking slimy ass ministers super fucking rich. Oh yeah. And so I think that like the idea, so it just brought up stuff for me, which makes it kind of a WTF card because it's like, The idea, I do think that in order to like enjoy prosperity, enjoy success, you have to be happy. Yes. yes, Like in order to enjoy it, if you, if you are miserable in the creation process, prosperity is not going to be the thing that brings you joy. So I see the link, Uh but I do think that for people who've like heard sort of the, like, like money comes to those who put it out in the world and are open to accepting it. If you if you give your money to a leader or to mm-hmm. a minister or whatever, and then you don't receive it. And the reasoning is because you didn't believe you hard enough, enough or because right. you weren't 
happy enough. Yeah. That just like is a big no, no. Right. Me. Right. I know from reading it, that's not what she means, but that is a card where it's just like some people just take just that. Just by t- face value, they would spot. take it as like, oh, if I'm not happy, I'm not joyful. It's my fault. Sort of. Right. Thing. Like if prosperity's sisters are happiness and joy, then the inverse of happiness and joy being how I access prosperity it's just like a yeah, yeah. I get iffy it. thing for me. I understand. And we have conversations about this all the time. So it's a very hot button yeah. issue. <laughs> the prosperity gospel thing is something that we both, I, yeah, we just get. And it's not just, about. and it's not just in Christianity because it leaks into our love and light and unto new stuff, age stuff too. Yeah, stuff, that's yeah. true. Exactly. But I would, I would say, and I think you would do that, that being part of the new age sort of like manifestation world mm-hmm. comes from some really toxic Christian ideas. Yeah. Like the secret itself has all these like Christian authors as well as non-Christian authors Mm -hmm. talking about manifestation and drawing in wealth. And they're, I, I don't know. It's just a really complicated process because I do think that there's some element of the, of manifestation that absolutely is true. But I also think that it's really dangerous to start saying if you are not able to access wealth, it's because you did something wrong rather than acknowledging that it's like, systematic issues that Mm -hmm. prevent people from accessing wealth in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes very kind of victim blamey. If, if you're not doing a plus B, then C will not happen. Or if you don't have, if you're still poor, it's because it's because of this. Exactly. So this is not Chris Ann's problem. This is my problem, (laughs) but it brought it up with me, which makes it our only WTF card. And now we get to talk about favorites. Yay. Okay. So, Okay, I have eight, so we're, y'all just have to deal. Oh you just have to deal. This is. I found it really hard to select them because all the cards are so pretty. So I chose oh, four that I, had messages. That oh, I these are eight messages. that have messages. I didn't even look at the prettiness. Oh, I just looked at the oh, messages. I can't. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Cool. Let's okay. hear them. So magic happens when you most expect it. And I love that I one love because that. it affirms the planniness side of me where like you're, yeah. <laughs> you're planning so much and you expect it to come. And, and so it happens when you most expect it. So. Yeah. And that also removes some of that idea that like you're not in control right. of how you manifest things like, or how you access things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have the hiccups a little bit. I just got too ranty about it. <laughs> and now your body is like, calm down, Holly. Calm down. Yeah. You need to relax. I love that one too. Yeah. I just, cause I really do think that like, we're not super planny. No. Especially with this project. So remembering that like, you have to work. You have to, to work good. The magic to, yeah. And then well. on the flip side, overthinking can spoil the magic. <laughs> so <laughs> Esther's cancer placements are like, fine. Thanks. <laughs> overthinking. You just told me thinking and expect it, blah, blah, blah. But overthinking can spoil it. Fine. Whatever. So, but, <laughs> but maybe me, that's the thing. That's is a good that, reminder. Like, the first one is about action. And mm-hmm. the second one is about just like inaction. Yeah. It's like stop just overthinking. Too much. It can spoil it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're thinking too much, Esther. Too many swords. Um, the edge of evolution feels messy. I love that one. I like the color and the sacred geometry on it, but like, because so many times we, there's like this feeling of, especially when you get into like Instagram community of like perfection and like seeing things that are just perfectly laid out and perfect lives and perfect, perfect, perfect. And you, you kind of try to hold yourself to that ideal. And it, like, you know, my life is a hot mess all the time, the past <laughs> year and a half, you know, it's, it's like, but it's, it's like this, this kind of gives you hope that, okay, it's going to feel messy and it's okay to feel messy, but you're still yeah. evolving in this. And the edge of that evolution is going to feel messy and you're it's not going to, and you're also going to keep evolving. There's not that you're not going to reach that perfection. You're just going to keep getting messy yeah. and keep evolving. So I like yeah. That and I like that also because I like what I said to a student yesterday that like growth is not linear, but almost the edge of evolution is messy feels like it's allowing for even more chaos to Mm -hmm. still be valuable. Whereas like if you talk about linear healing and linear growth or I guess non-linear healing or linear growth, the line is still so neat. Yeah. In a linear growth situation. Right. The edge being messy feels way better because it's like in some areas there's a smoother edge and in some areas there's a chaotic edge, but all of it is still part of the evolution. Exactly. If you could just see Holly and I like gesturing. Yeah, we're doing a lot of arm motions. (laughs) (laughs) But we we got it. We got it. 
As, as more and more of our favorite podcasts start releasing video versions on Patreon or elsewhere, I always think like, I wouldn't be opposed to that, except for the fact that we record at 5 a.m. my time, 11 p.m. your time. Right. So like neither of us look our best. No. And also a lot of our actions are just complete nonsense. <laughs> they are. You know, we're hitting the mics all the time. We're just a hot mess. <laughs> the, we are the messy part of this evolution. We're constantly evolving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're trying. Okay. Uh, my next favorite card is choose who you are becoming. Because I, I, like that I really too. like that because like... I always forget in my own brain space, like that I have control over what I'm doing in the future and how I'm walking forward. Like there's always a sense of like, Oh, this is a wheel of fortune. You're out of control. You have nothing you know you can do. And then this is like, choose who you are becoming. So the choices that I make today, the choices that I make this Get- hour, even if I fuck it up today, I still have tomorrow to start over. Yeah, totally. So I really like that sense of like continuance and renewal that, and that hope that that's there. <laughs> I love it. Okay, only four more cards. I promise I'm almost done. <laughs> no, I like him. I like all okay, of them. Okay, good. Um, ambush your fear with your ferocious dream. It has an elephant sacred geometry on it. And I just love that sense of like running over your fear because sometimes I'm ruled by those fears a lot and like kind of like captive, yeah. held captive by them. And it's like, no, you've got to ambush them with your ferocious dream. Like you have to get after it. <laughs> And, like, stop being paralyzed. I like the idea also of a ferocious dream. Like, it, it yeah. isn't just a daydream. It's something that has to have, like, bite behind it. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Yeah, I do too. This one, I like this one. Because cozy up with risk. And it has, like, a fire, like, little line I love drawing. that. And it feels so cozy, even though it's, like, cozy up with scary. risk. And it's scary. And it's like, it's like, you're supposed to be best friends with the risk that you're taking. And I'm like, I don't want to be best friends with the risk I'm taking. <laughs> How dare you, Grisanne? But it's really, I really enjoyed that. I love that one too. Unstick the stuck. So it's basically like, I just like that phrase, unstick the stuck. Like if you're yeah, stuck in somewhere, just you can unstick it. To Kyle, this is for you. Unstick the stuck. Unstick yourself <laughs> from that little mud pit with all the swords around it. Unstick the stuck. <laughs> and then my last card is befriend the world, the world. Ugh, I love that Befriend card. Befriend the word but polarize. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Because, like, when you're chasing after your ferocious dream, people won't be happy with you. And I'm a people pleaser, and I want to always have everyone be happy at me. Happy, right. happy for me, happy and rejoice with me. But there's that's not going to yeah. happen. And, there's, and that's okay. Well, and also, like, polarization means that you have an opinion. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're polarizing, it's because you're strong in your beliefs and some people don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I really just I love that card. So it's just much. like, this is a deck that I always forget how much I love it. And my like love for this deck grows each time I pull it out. Yeah, totally. I love, I just love that card so much. And it's also really pretty because it has like sort of more of a spray painty vibe mm-hmm. rather than necessarily watercolor. And it's only the top half. So there's a lot of like duality yes. that the card brings out in itself. And I just really love it. Yeah. That's one of my favorites too. I also really love, see yours are more planning oriented. Oh, sorry. Are, like not as planning oriented <laughs> at all, which is funny. Uh, but I'll get to those in a second. I really like the fearless expression, which kind of goes alongside the polarization oh, yeah. thing. It's hard to be in the world and express things that you know might be difficult for people to talk about. Um, Especially because Esther and I both want to make sure that we're not like causing harm or hurting anyone by things we're saying. So sometimes it's really easy to just try to avoid difficult conversations completely. Mm -hmm. Um, So reminding yourself to have like fearless expression and befriending the word polarized is like, or befriending, yeah, befriending the word polarized is like, having a strong opinion and feeling comfortable with talking about it is important. And the fearless expression comes into play with like, we hope that when we're talking about difficult things, people know us well enough to know that our goal is to not hurt anyone. Yes. And for our fear to sort of be alleviated through that. And I just think it's a really strong card. Yeah, me too. Uh, I also really love the cut the cords of doubt card. Yes. It's this creamy light pink and it has a moth sort of thing. Yeah. And the doubt thing is like, 
we've talked about this a lot after we both read the perfectionist book, but (laughs) (laughs) it's so easy to let doubt creep in Mm -hmm. and to like feel like, well, you know, a lot of people stopped listening to our podcast when the pandemic started. Like we had a very big dip in listens and the doubt creeping in would be, Oh, nobody likes us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And cutting the cord of that doubt is saying, but is that going to like, Maybe, but also people just like are generally listening to fewer podcasts without having commutes mm-hmm. and the world is so stressful and whatever. I think we've mostly bounced back, but cutting through the cords of doubt is saying like, so how does that impact how I want to do this? Right, then? right. Like my doubt is saying you're not good at this. And so why bother? Mm-hmm. But cutting the cords of doubt is like, yeah, but you still love doing this podcast and there's other things that you're getting out of it. Like just getting to talk to Esther every week that aren't related to how many downloads we're getting at the start of a pandemic. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like shifting your viewpoint just a tiny yeah. bit. And that makes all yeah. the difference. Exactly. And then finally, this is my lack of planning card. I really love the one step ahead is all you need. card. <laughs> <laughs> That's our, it's the, just the how we live our, our lives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, we're at least four steps ahead. Four right steps now. ahead at the moment. Yes. Good job, team. High five. Go team. But yeah, I really, I first of all love it because it's like lime green and yellow, and I really yeah. love those colors. But also just the message of like sometimes it's okay to not have a whole comprehensive plan. You just have to be one step ahead. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Oh, I love this deck. So all right. Much. So now we get to pull a card to represent our relationship with the deck. And for this, I wanted us to. I'll read from my booklet because I have the mass market version in front of me, but we'll pull a card and then I'll read some of the prompts that come with that. Okay. 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 Cause I do have the big book, but it'd be like four pages of reading. I don't think you want to stay for this that long for the rest of the podcast. So (laughs) you're like, suddenly it's a three hour long wildly tarot podcast. Reading from a book aloud. All of a sudden it became an audiobook podcast. (laughs) Okay. What did you get? Prosperity, sisters, or happiness and joy. <laughs> okay. Let's read from it. What number is that one It's again? number 36, unless the numbers have changed. I don't think they have. No, they haven't. Actually, I guess now would be a good show. There's like three name changes. Successive transformation became success in transformation. And then creator alchemy became creator genes. And then there's one more about earth spirit um, okay that just is completely new but there's okay. not a lot of adjustments to card number okay. card names and all the numbers are the same okay so prosperity sisters are happiness and joy the essential meanings are finding joy and community taking time to smell the flowers the little things finding help along the way and putting people above profit the self-care message which every card has an essential meaning a self-care message a little like additional longer message about the meaning of the card and then some like thought exercises. So the self-care message for prosperity sisters or happiness and joy says a need to collaborate. Be careful. You're not trying to build your dream from a negative state, struggling to find prosperity, scarcity, thinking, not allowing others in. So brothers, sisters, siblinghood, are you tapping into it? Have you found your place in a supportive community of like-minded explorers? Are you having face-to-face interactions with soul? I, you better fucking not be having face-to-face interactions. (laughs) With masks on and social distancing. (laughs) Yeah. Are you having face-to-face interactions with souls that make you a better person and with people who help you share your gifts? Find a community of cheerleaders who will help lift you up and launch you out. Right now, doubling up on your exposure to other people's positivity online and in person will quintuple your results. You may be understanding the power of connection on the journey. Do it for friendship. Do it for experimentation. Take the logic out of the equation. Gasp. And do it for the sheer joy of just being with high vibration peeps. Go deeper with others. Risk cracking wide open and allowing some of your hidden brilliance to escape into the room. True prosperity comes with happiness, joy, wealth, and blank. Go ahead and add your own non-negotiables here. (laughs) It's time to stay rooted in communal happiness and joy while you're taking the steps to build your dream. And then the thought exercises are, are you running after an abundance of wealth and financial success without paying as much attention to other sisters? Uh, Which I guess is the gender neutral form of sisters. Yeah. (laughs) It just says sisters, but we're going to make it gender neutral. Yeah. 
How can you let go of any success shame you're feeling? How can you remember that it's totally okay to be exactly where you are right now financially? Happiness and joy are the keys to bringing your dream to life. Where can you add more of them into your day? And how can you move your focus from what you don't have in order to focus on what you do have? Hmm. So you wouldn't have to thought exercise all of those, but you have four super solid options, yes. which I appreciate I like also. Those. It's nice yeah. to have that. Hmm. All right. And I got the spark of hustle. Ooh. So mine says essential meaning the spark of inspiration, divine intervention, finding your calling work that makes you happy and renewed hope. The self-care message says I might be hustling too hard, getting lost in the grind, workaholic tendency, manifesting busyness, uh, or time to be careful what I wish for. And it says, you know, when inspiration hits and totally immerses your sense in the possible, that is the spark of hustle at work. It's when every cell of your body hums with the desire to put something out in the world. I've absolutely been feeling that. Mm -hmm. And when you feel the whoosh of energy that brings new ideas to life, the spark of hustle feels like a calling, a compelling like something that cannot be ignored. This card is full of hope and expectation because it whispers, yes, it's coming. And yes, you can do this. Spirit is sending superstar blessings your way along with a passion that has been divinely amplified. Look for projects and experiences that are full of excitement and joy and say yes to opportunities that feel totally on purpose. If you're feeling overwhelmed by the magnitude of your sacred task, remember that big soulful endeavors usually push us beyond the limits of what we know to be possible. This is how we grow. Use the spark of hustle to evolve and expand because it's your guiding star. I've been getting a lot of readings about like evolution mm -hmm. and like new projects. And I just have no idea where to go. Yeah. Maybe so, it's just like some pre vibes because of the book. Like yeah. there's like that humming energy we, that's coming. It's kind of, but we already you. did that. Yeah. No, it's preparing we already did that though for <laughs> new stuff that's coming because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's not that. Cause that's what I was at first thinking. I was like, is it the book, but we already did the no, book. Yeah. Like it, the book no. it has been written. So how is that a new project? But I think you might be right. Yeah. Maybe it's like opening up opportunities because of the book. Yeah. I think so. Then the thought exercises say, how much space do you leave in your calendar for the sparks of inspiration that will be, are you allowing space for last minute ideas and inspiration? What do you do to actively fuel your flame of hope? Are you feeling resistance to the word hustle? And usually I do I <laughs> feel resistance to that word a lot. What would an easy kind of fluid productivity look like? What needs to happen so that your flow feels like an unhustle? How can you make sure it fills your reserves rather than drains them? I'll have to think about that. Yeah. But I appreciate this card giving yeah. me that or this deck giving me that message. It's very affirming for what you're going through. I just love it so much. I do too. All right. So next week we're going to be talking about the bestiary, which is a book slash Oracle deck. Yeah. I think it's called bestiary, not bestiary. I think it's the pronunciation. I have no idea because all I see is bestiary no matter how I look at it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this though, because it's part of a series. They have a crystal one. They have the animal one, which we'll be reviewing next week. They have a plant one and all of it's, it's a cool deck and I'm excited to talk about yeah. it next week. Yay. I know, but that's our show. We need more questions. Uh, we, because we took a couple weeks off over the winter break, we sort of fell behind on questions that had pretty specific time periods. So we always are a little wary to talk about those ones that yes. have specific time periods. And then we're like talking about them six weeks later. Yep. So if you have a question, please, please send them to us. Uh, you can submit the question on the form at wildlytarot.com. And also you can tell your friends about us and write and review us. It helps us grow when we, as always, really appreciate it when with when you share your kind words and when you share yep. our name with other people. Exactly. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also we have a Redbubble shop where you can buy merch with our faces and our quotes that are just wild. And we have a Discord that you can click to join in the link in our in our show notes exactly and also we do have our tarot certification mug and certificate on our red yes. level shop yes you can get it there for really cheap yeah i mean you can exactly you can, so what you can do is you can purchase it from the red bubble shop for like 14.99 then send us the three thousand five hundred forty seven dollars and 68 cents <laughs> difference that you're not spending on a different tarot certification just, of course just venmo us just venmo us <laughs> we, we will take it we will take paypal venmo money grams <laughs> anything you want to send our way crystals do it it's fine we'll, we'll accept it <laughs> 
Oh, God. And remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We love you so much. We love you.